Welcome to another Calvary Baltimore B-Side with our senior pastor, Josh Plantholt. B-Sides are a companion to the weekly sermon, giving an in-depth look behind the teaching. And now with running commentary to complement this week's sermon, here's Pastor Josh. Revelation 8 verses 10 through 12. And now we're going to keep going as we look at the third and the fourth trumpets. Uh, verse, Verse 10. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. Uh, And of course, we see a third there in the rivers, that one third of the rivers were taken. Again, God loves threes. And and here we are. We're on the third trumpet, and, and interesting that this is the third trumpet, and we're on number three now, with fire in it. All three of the first trumpets have had fire attached to it. And again, I really believe this is playing upon the opening of chapter 8, upon the themes of the coals on the altar that were thrown onto the earth. If you remember, uh, when Revelation 8 opened, there was silence in heaven. And the angel took a censer, and he he filled it with coals uh, from the altar, in heaven, and they threw that 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 censer on the earth, thus making the earth an altar. It now has coals of fire from the altar of God. God's making it a place of sacrifice, and then we see that God puts blood on the altar as He rains blood. And again, that was something preparing an altar for sacrifice in the Levitical system. And then God keeps adding more fire. It, three times now, he's he's stoking the fire of the altar of the earth. And what we know is, is that the earth now has been prepared as a place of slaughter. It has coals, it has fire, and it has been seasoned with blood on all four corners, which was what God asked for from, from the Levites all the way back in the Pentateuch, in the, in the opening of, of uh, you know, that the Levites are supposed to do in the wilderness, and of course at the temple. And so the earth has been prepared as a place of sacrifice, which tells us what? A lot of death is coming. A lot of sacrifice is coming. And then verse 11. (coughs) And the name of the star is Wormwood. And again, I believe this to be a person. Uh, A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the water because it had been made bitter. Uh, The fourth uh, angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck and a third of the moon and a third of the stars so that a third of their light might be darkened and a third of the day might be kept from shining and likewise a third of the night so this is very unusual very very unusual for me but i actually used most of my thoughts and content for the third and fourth trumpet on sunday it's very very rare uh, that I have offloaded most of my thinking on a text on Sunday, which just almost never happens. So to, to be transparent, I actually don't have too much to say on today's text. But, but, don't get excited or bummed, depending on where you're at. <laughs> there was one very large theme I, I wanted to talk about on Sunday that we just did not have time for, it already ran a little long, uh, and I knew that going in, so I couldn't throw in any more. So when I edited uh, my Sunday sermon, I was thrilled 
uh, that I could put this here on the B side. So I'm really excited about this. So one thought before we, we close this. As we as we looked at the reason for the trumpets last week, and we looked at it for our opening, the first B-side, that God desires all to be saved. That that each trumpet serves as a very merc serves a very merciful purpose, that God is leading sinners to repentance. And the reason we keep seeing more and more plagues is because God is showing people the folly of Satan and worldly wisdom and philosophy and worldly religion. Now, th that was last week. This B-side, I want to continue on the purpose of the trumpets in this book. So for today, I want to talk about the land. One of the questions we need to ask and answer in this section is why is God using trumpets at all? Like we knew with the seal, God's opening seal so he can read something. And there's seven seals. There's, it's a perfect set. Okay, It's, it's a complete set of, of security there. Um, but now why trumpets? Does God need trumpets blown to make any of this happen? Why are there trumpets at all, is a question that, that we should have. And the answer is in what trumpets symbolize all through the Bible. Trumpets have been used all through the Bible, and trumpets have, have been used and are connected to some of the most important moments in Israel's history. So, this is by no means a complete list. Uh, but, for example, that the people of Israel in the wilderness, just out of Egypt, might I add, so I think this is appropriate for the parallels between the ten plagues of Egypt and the seven trumpets. When the Israelites were in the wilderness and they were at the foot of Sinai, it says that they heard the trumpet voice of the Lord from the mountain on Mount Sinai. And, and it's, such, it's such an epic scene and awesomely, the trumpet was so intense that the people started to freak out and asked if God could stop. They're like, it's too much. And so the trumpets are, are an important part of the story of Sinai because it was the voice of God. Now, if we remember the opening chapters of, of Revelation, Jesus had the voice of a trumpet in chapter 1, connecting him with the trumpet voice of God at Sinai. So, so trumpets in the Bible often, not always, but often symbolize God's presence and voice and command. Now, if you remember from the book of Joshua, the people marched around Jericho seven times, there's that seven again, and, and then blew their trumpets uh, on the last day as they marched it seven times, proclaiming that the God of the mountain, Mount Sinai, had come to take possession of his land, of Cana, the promised land in Israel, and Jericho was on it. Jericho, when they blew that trumpet, they, it was basically saying God's calling the land back. The God of Sinai says this is his land, and Jericho, you're on it. And so it came crumbling down to the earth uh, in, in the wilderness. In the wilderness, when the people set out to move camp, a trumpet sounded. You know why? God was saying it's time to move. <laughs> like the story of Gideon. Trumpets were used for war, for the Lord and for Gideon. 
uh, and the army charged, the army charged with, and when the voice of the Lord sounded, it was God's voice heading into battle, almost as if God was calling the battle himself. Uh, and really cool, and I love this if we want to connect the seven feasts uh, throughout the Bible, uh, but really cool, in, in the year of Jubilee, where the land uh where the land would return to its original owners, it says a trumpet would sound and then would echo throughout all the land. So when the year of Jubilee came at the, from the tabernacle, or whatever rhythmic pattern they used, and then the synagogues and the people uh, who, who, had these, who had these shofars would then and it traveled throughout all the land. It was a uh, it, it, the land. It was the year of jubilee. The land was to be reset uh, back to its original owners. And, and here's the point: the Old Testament clues us, I believe, on the purpose of these trumpets. Like Jericho, and later in in, in this book, Jesus is reclaiming the land for his people. Before Jesus lets the church live and rule and reign and inhabit the land, which we're going to see later in the book of Revelation, Babylon has to come down. Before we live on the earth, Babylon has to come down. Why? Exactly like Jericho. It's on God's land. <laughs> this isn't yours anymore, Babylon. God needs it. Like the, in the wilderness, God's people are soon to be moved. Jesus is reclaiming the land for his people. In the book of Revelation, these trumpets will eventually lead to the church marching upon the earth. We're going to see, time to return. Remember, the return of the Lord comes at the sound of a trumpet, we're told, in the scriptures. And on the other side of this, the believers who are in the earth at this time, so new converts that are being made, as they are being martyred, it's almost as if the trumpets are calling them home uh, as they're being judged. So, interesting. And like in the year of Jubilee, Jesus is reclaiming the land for his people, especially as, as we see that the seven trumpets are drawing from the ten plagues of Egypt. And remember, they share a lot of parallels. Um... What did God do? What did God do with the ten plagues of Egypt? Well, eventually it led to the Exodus. What was the Exodus about? It was God bringing his people into the promised land. And so please hear me. All of these trumpets, like the ten plagues of Egypt, all of the trumpets, like in the wilderness, all of the trumpets, like at the conquest of Cana, God is doing all of this to bring his people eventually back into the land to dwell with them forever. I want to read a portion of scripture to you from Revelation 21, where all of this is, and this is where all of this, these trumpets, all of these plagues, all of this is building to. And then it says in Revelation 21 verse 1, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a, a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, 
God's dwelling place is now amongst the people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old, for the, uh, old things, uh, for, for the old things, for the for the old order of things has passed away. This book just about ends with God remaking the whole world. He's going to remake this whole earth, God is. And then what? And then what? Okay, so God makes the new heavens and the new earth, and then what? God then takes his people in heaven and places the church, his people, back on the earth and then brings down the new Jerusalem for us to live in the, the the paradise of God which is now turned into the city of God and this whole book this the, the, the Bible in many ways is an exodus to this event to the new earth to the new Jerusalem to the promised land that this is the land that has been promised to God's people throughout all times when God remakes the land and puts his city on it. And so after each trumpet, we should be reminded that God is calling the last of those to be saved out of Egypt and out of unbelief and into the church. That people are getting saved during this time, and but and eventually, and then eventually. God is going to bring his completed church. So God, remember that the saints in heaven say, how long, O Lord? How long, O Lord, do you avenge our, our blood? And God says, wait a little longer. He was adding to the church. And slowly through each trumpet, God is adding to the church. And then slowly through the plagues and all the judgments and all the thunders and all, all the bowls, God is adding to the church. And finally the book ends when God has added his last saint. The church has been made complete and then settles them on the new earth and the new Jerusalem. The book of Revelation ends almost where the book uh, uh, the Bible ends almost where the Bible began at Genesis 3, except for this time, the, the, the new Adam, the second Adam, Jesus Christ, defeated the serpent. He defeated the serpent for his bride. And the church now, and the church is now back dwelling in Eden, in the paradise of God, which if you remember what God told, told Adam, be fruitful and multiply. God, God wanted Adam to turn the garden into a city, into God's city. And of course, man failed and kicked man out of the garden, but now God is bringing that city that we should have finished <laughs> down from heaven. And so, in a sense, God, man is now dwelling back in a perfected Eden, in paradise, in absolute harmony and power with God forever. All of these trumpets should remind us of the exodus, that God is going to call his people out of this earth and then is going to reclaim the land and the earth for his people so that he may bring us into the land, bring us home. So that's where these trumpets are going, a new exodus into a new promised land. And with each trumpet, it's almost as if he's calling more and more people out. He's calling more and more people into the church to eventually say it's finished and then bring his people into the new Jerusalem. We're done. <laughs> I love you all. 
Happy Memorial Day. That wasn't too long. It was just shy of uh, 40 minutes. So we, we did it. <laughs> I love you all. Let's, let's pray, huh, God? <sighs> uh, again, thank you for uh, all that you've provided and all that you've done. Thank you for those that have laid their lives down for us. We, we thank you for the country in which we live and the privileges that we have. And God, we ask that you would you would encourage us and um, help us to help us to be your light in a very, very dark world. Help us to shine brightly. Help us to be a city on the hill. And God, help us in a sense. Give us voices of like trumpets, God. Let us herald your good news. Let us take part in, in, in calling people out of Egypt. Equip us as such. We do pray. And so guide and direct us now. We, we love you. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we ask these things to you, Father. I love you all. Have a great day. Uh, and I'll see you Sunday. Love you. Thanks for joining us for this Calvary Baltimore B-Side. If you'd like to get in touch or come visit us at Calvary Baltimore, our website is calvarychapelbaltimore.org. You can email us at calvary.faithlife at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you've been blessed by today's teaching and would like to donate to the work God is doing through Calvary Baltimore, go to our website at calvarychapelbaltimore.org and click Donate Now. Until next time, keep drawing closer to God through the reading of His Word. And join us again for the next Calvary Baltimore B-Side.